0: Welcome to Recruiting is No Joke, a live stream and podcast dedicated to the recruitment industry. I'm your host, Joel Algie. Each week, I sit down with leaders in the people space to hear their story, what's going on in the market, and what they see for the future. Remember, this is a live show, so if you're tuning in right now, please say hi and ask questions. If you're listening to the recording, welcome, and I hope that you can join a future live session. Special shout out to bright Hire and teal for sponsoring the show more on that later, but for now, sit back and enjoy the most unpredictable show in TA. What's up everybody. Joel Algy here. Welcome to recruitment is no joke. Uh, Super excited to be here guys. If you are out there, I always love to know who's out there. And, uh, and so get in the chat. Ask any questions you have. We've got a great guest today, um, and I'm super excited just to, to get into the conversation. Uh, but we always love to hear who's out there, so let us know. And special shout out again to Bright Hire and Teal for sponsoring the show. Uh, could not make this happen without them, so really appreciate that support. Uh, but James, welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. I know we were a little bit late today because we were we were chatting offline, but it's uh, it's great to have you on the show. So why don't you give us a just a quick intro on your position, what company you are with, um, and then kind of on the end of that, just let me let us know how you got started in recruitment as well, and we'll uh, we'll get the show kicked off. Sure thing.
1: Thanks, Joel. Um, yeah, it's good good to be here because it's been a long time since we've been uh, speaking. I guess on on LinkedIn, I was like. I think I found the only other person who speaks like a normal person on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah,
0: when, when did we connect? It's probably like what, four or five months ago, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know I thought we started
1: speaking, but I started following your content before that because I was like, I don't know. LinkedIn, it's his own beast, right? You know, where you've got like, a, yeah, people's, I
0: was like, if. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of recruiting is no joke. I wanted to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Bright Hire. The old way of hiring just doesn't cut it anymore and my friends at brighthire are here to help brighthire is the leading interview intelligence platform for improving quality of hire at talent first companies their technology records and transcribes interviews and creates a set of highlights you can revisit and share to streamline the process improve the candidate experience and give teams better information to make the best possible hiring decisions if you're looking to improve your quality of hire and reduce bias in your hiring process, visit BrightHire.com today and let them know Joel sent you. Now back to the episode. Thanks again.
1: The way people speak on LinkedIn, I know this is not my intro, right? But the way people speak on LinkedIn, <laughs> I'm like, if you were down in a bar or hanging out with your friends, would you speak like that? When I when yeah, I'm like, when I'm posting, I'm like thinking like, what would my friends say if they read this, and would it come back to me? So.
0: Anyway, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. Just, just as a side note, when I started creating content on LinkedIn, I kind of followed what everybody else was posting about, like initially. So I would re- have like a lot of similar content that other people were posting. Hmm. And the first comments I got were from people at work and they were like, dude, this sounds nothing like you. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a good thing. Because if I go yeah. out and meet people, I don't want them to say, wow, you seem really different to uh, to your LinkedIn content. So that's good. Uh, it's uh, like, the best you know, compliment
1: of all no you're not down about in the in the bar or hanging out with your buddies asking him to do a quick poll on what like work situation you'd like or, uh, i posted
0: him. about that today
1: that's why i brought <laughs> up that's why i, boy- <laughs> um, so, uh, I love that
0: um,
1: anyway so yeah anyway hi everyone oh, it's good people from like iran and vegas and oh, california Austin, yeah. this is awesome um so yeah i'm james lafferty i am the vp of talent acquisition at a company called Epicor Software. So Epicor are a four and a half thousand person uh, cloud and SaaS business. Um, now um, I'm based in Austin, Texas. But you're probably like, this guy doesn't sound like he's from Texas.
0: Austin, England? Do you mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. yeah, I could tell you, like I wouldn't have this tan if I was if I was still in England. Um, <laughs> it's, it's currently like hundred and five in Texas. But I am. Um, so my how I got into recruitment. So. I'm gonna, I've been in recruitment for a long time, but I'm going to go way back and I'm going to say um, I went to college. I didn't grow up wanting to be a recruiter like everyone else in recruiting. Um, um, I went to college and studied sports management. Mm. And and my dad calls that the life avoidance degree um, and because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Came out of college, like a lot of people were like, what? yeah, what do I want to do? I was like, I've I enjoyed talking to people I thought naturally I'll probably end up doing some kind of sales that's what m- most people said like you should get into sales but one of my one of my good friends started working for a, um, a recruitment a tech recruitment company in the UK and he was like look I've been doing it 3 months it's really hard work like but you know good bunch of people like working hard yeah good like commission if you're good and like and incentives, trips. And I was like, I'm in because I'm I said like I'm it, uh, you're not coming in and expecting to be like good at something straight away, right? I was like, I'm gonna but I'm coming in to work hard and I was like, I'm gonna make so I came in, worked for an agency, um doing tech recruiting in the UK. Um so it's place in a place called Reading. Um yeah. shout out if anyone's in Reading. Yeah, but uh, wouldn't recommend visiting there if you're looking for a UK trip. Um, and <laughs> so I, I, that's where I saw I grew up and worked for age. I worked at agencies, tech recruiting in London mm-hmm. and like uh, surrounding areas. And then I, uh, I quickly had a sort of love hate relationship with it, like because I was like, I realised that you know people don't tell the truth all the time, and I was like, this is crazy to me. But it made me be a more more um, effective at asking questions um and recruitment basically became my life right i was like this is not just my car- uh, like career i obviously want to do well But i'm gonna like, i want to like crack this i want to be really good at this I'm just because obviously i was young and single and wanted to earn lots of money agency world right
0: and i'm like this is awesome i did it's, re- it's i feel like it's a lot more competitive too for listeners out there like i'm not gonna I don't want to like downgrade uh, the competitiveness of agency recruiting in the U.S. But in the U.K., I mean, it's like a different level because there's so many recruitment agencies and the fees can be lower a lot of the time. So it's like you're Hard having to double the work, more competition. Yeah. Um, and there's a weird... And obviously, I'm connected to a lot of recruiters in the U.K., agency recruiters. In fact, I worked with a lot of them in a the past position. And I just noticed that like even just getting that respect from clients and it's like, they're just constantly like having to kind of like fight for that credibility of what they're doing. And it's uh, it's it's definitely not like a, just like a easy job. I'm not saying it's easy here either, but there that that, that just okay. seemed to be a difference.
1: There's a, there's a huge difference. And so in the UK, it's a bit, uh, it was dog eat dog, right? It was just like, it was brutal. Like, well, so in the city I was in, there was, you know, it was like the equivalent of like realtors, right? It was like every corner you turned, you'd bump into a recruiter who was competing for the same candidates, mm. recruiting, but like trying to get the same customers. And it reminds me of like, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, an Anchor Man, um, when all the news teams get together and they have that fight, it would be like that on like a Thursday night or a Friday night. You go into a bar and there'd be other other recruiters. <laughs> there. I'm not even joking, like, this is I, like, believe, like, it. I believe it, I believe it. And so uh, but it was it was it was learning. <clears throat> so learning with that competition and also I neglect to say that when I started the month after I started in recruitment was the start of the financial crisis, mm. so I was like, welcome to this new like welcome to the world of work out of college, you're working in like a uh, really competitive job, you're like in a competitive market. In one of the worst economies since like like ninety years or so, and I was like, <clears throat> or hundred years, and I was like, awesome. I was like, this is like, you know, I guess was it pressure makes diamonds? I guess like so. It was like so. I had to learn, and I was like so quickly because if you don't, if you if you're not making placements, you're not getting paid. So I was, I did that, and then um it, and I loved it. Like I don't know, like some kind of crazy person, but I was just like, I want to do more. I was like, I need to beat the people around me on my team, but then this team, I want to beat the other teams. I want to beat the other companies. And it was just like, I don't know, tribal mentality. And then I so I joined, um, I will speed up through my career. I'll always be here all day. Um, I, and then I was joined <laughs> a company called Austin Fraser. And I so I joined Austin Fraser, again, a tech recruitment company based in Reading. And great company, great culture. Um, I led our like direct hire recruiting team in the UK um, uh, for tech. And then the CEO yeah, stood up one day. We had a vision day um, for the entire company. He was like, here's the map of the world. Here's where we want to go. And I just saw a pin in the US. And I was like, I'm interested in that. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I know. I was like, I'm interested in that. And so I spoke, you know, Events happened, like the company party, I you know spoke to him at the bar, you know and said when you when you're up for doing America, let me know because I'm really interested. and he's he was like, "Let's do it. Let's go on an adventure. so we 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 researched tons of different um, locations around the u s. Um, and long story short, we ended up in Austin, Texas, and I moved. Um, I moved to Austin, Texas, in uh, August 2015, and and that was the most stressful month of my life. And I'll explain why. Because one, I was moving country. I was setting up a new recruitment company with no brand, no presence, no customers, no candidates, and I, ha- I had a newborn baby all in the same month. Um, oh my gosh! So, like, I now I like, put that puts everything in my life into perspective. You know, whenever I'm feeling like a little bit stressed or anxious, I'm like, yeah, but it's no uh, August 2015, is that? So, you know, <laughs> well, I mean,
0: you've already gone through like the global belt down, you know, that you're getting your feet in recruiting, you find some success in that. So, I mean, it just sounds like anytime you make a big decision, you just pick hard times in life. I mean, that's what For it sure. sounds like I mean-
1: I, I feel like I might be like a human punching bag. Um, you know, I'm just like I'm just like yeah. People are yeah ready ready for it. But I think you know that served me. What you
0: know, what was what was the appeal to the to the US? Just out of out of curiosity. I think it was. I've always had a real uh, desire
1: to push myself to as far as I can get to. Right, as far as my like um, push yourself out your comfort zone. And I was like, I because I, I was actually close to moving to Dubai to set up a recruitment company with my the company before that. Um but it didn't quite work it didn't quite work out. Dubai and I'm glad I'm glad it didn't because it otherwise I wouldn't be here. And um I you know and it was just the US because I was like it's the you know land of opportunity. I saw like I saw the fees, I saw the lifestyle, I saw that we talked about like a bit lack of lack of competition, but there's lots of competition but far uh, fewer um then uh in the uk and i was like i i'm not after the whole piece of pie i'm after a piece and that piece of pie is bigger than the entire pie in in the city i was in so i was like this is and I, when um so anyway i came over in 2015 set up austin fraser us and then moved uh so we opened up offices in austin denver dallas san diego like Fairly quickly with recruiters in each of those, and we focused within those cities on doing uh, in technical recruitment. I worked with over my years like thousands of tech companies, yeah, like from some of the biggest like uh, Whole Foods, Amazon, Walmart, like they were some of the bigger ones, through to like three people in a in a you know WeWork office, you know, they've just got funding, and they're like we need to hire like twenty engineers, like. I've really worked on everything and like I had 50, 50 recruiters on my team at this this
0: point. And how oh, um, and that, what was what was that kind of timeline to to get to that, you know, to get to those fifty recruiters? Uh, five years. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, it's like four four or five years.
1: Um and um and so it's with- a great
0: it's a great time too. Two thousand that's 2015 is when I got into recruitment and just like good year after good year i remember just in every meeting we're breaking the records from you know last month it's like hey we broke another record we broke another man oh we broke the annual record it's just a good that 2015 and 2020 was definitely uh, a good really good period
1: yeah it was it it was awesome i had some great times made some great connections like the team i had was fantastic like you know we won lots of awards for company culture we had good company uh, companies that like we worked with like customers I I just had an awesome time but then uh, I guess you know fast forward pandemic kind of everyone starts to think about their life and what does that look like um I've got I've got three kids right and I was like okay do I want to work be traveling at agency world um forever I can't I was like i I feel like I've, I've been at Austin Fraser for 10 years I need to do something different and, and, you, up, and you were
0: managing all four of those, loca- like all of the locations, right? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. So, it, and it was, um, yeah, you know, I was, tra- I was traveling a, a lot and any, anyway, you know, I was like, I want to do something different. I'm going to, ta- I, I've seen how companies can do hiring really well. And I've seen how companies have done hiring really poorly. Right. And I've seen some really great companies with great products. Um, hire really poorly and not f- fulfill their potential as a company. And mm. I've seen companies with maybe average, okay products, and but hire great people and go on to evolve their product to do great things. And I'm like, so talent acquisition, I was like, changes lights, right? If you've got good people, you could do great things. Um, mm. And so that's I was like,
0: I'm going to- That's a tweet right there. That's a, like a tweet screenshot. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then you could just put if you just put on LinkedIn, you could just put like a then question mark. uh, Yeah. So uh, Simon Curtis is on there. What's up, Simon? Um, Simon and I worked together, Austin Fraser. So, um, uh, yeah. So then I I had all of this knowledge about all of these companies and I was like, I'm going to bring this all to one place. And I interviewed a a few different companies um, and I felt that I wanted to go somewhere where I could make a difference right uh, and I was like I want to be able to come with ideas I want to be able to I've seen seen a lot so I want to come with ideas and be able to like impact like affect change and impact the companies uh also impact the company and high, like hire great people and so I joined Epicor in uh 2000 so uh, sorry 2021 September 21 and so I've been there like just over 18 months um almost like yes yeah, so almost two years and it has been uh crazy ride the last two years i mean did you pick the
0: crazy like again like coming up to that 2020 i mean that is a crazy time to be just a part part of a a company as it is and then obviously everything that's happened since it's it's mean it's been a a wild two years three years
1: yeah it it really has and it's been um my last last year was the yeah, so my, my okay, joined first, my first ever like inter going from agency world, which I loved. And I, um, I'm not one of these, you know, recruiters who, you know, bash agency. I think there's a lot of value to be had with agencies. I, I, I've got a tremendous amount of respect. Um, and then i so but when internal, and it was like the war for talent, Great resignation, quiet quitting. Um, there, is, there was like a t- new term every five minutes.
0: Rage applying, rage quitting. Just yeah, all, everyone's all angry. Everyone's Everybody's angry. angry. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then
1: so then go, going through that for like the first like that first year, um, to then like kind of whatever this is we're going through with you know interest rates and the and the market changing and I went from it's like the boom to gloom right i went for i've seen recruiters being offered like you know crazy salaries when they're not even interviewing just be like we like just the hottest property to then being like oh jk we don't need you like like and then let go and it's like that doesn't really happen to too many other industries where it's true like professional industries where you're treated in that way in such a short space of time um so Anyway, like that's that's probably the longest explanation of like how I got into recruiting in my career. <laughs> no,
0: I, I, I love it because I I think um, you know one of one of the one of the things I love about your story is like, I think there's an idea of agency recruiters that go internal, uh, and I've seen agency recruiters post about this. Uh, that's this idea that it's like washed out agency recruiters go internal, oh. and obviously we know that it's obviously not true. Um, and, and, it's one of the things I enjoy about doing the podcast is, is you get to hear like, well, why, like you getting, you're having all the success in agency, accomplishing probably what a lot of agency recruiters would aspire to accomplish. And then you get to a point, uh, and, and I, when I was recruiting recruiters every, every single day, you know, this has, this has been 2021, the, the time that you are describing where it was wild. One of the things that I would find is I talked to agency recruiters in particular that had worked at probably at that, about that 10 year mark. And a lot of times, they one of the struggles was like, how do you get into, um, you know, say you're a leader at an agency, how do you transition that leadership experience internal? Because I actually found it was, it's yeah, kind of a hard transition to make. And, and so I know we talked about this in the past, but like, how did you approach those conversations? And like, because I, I would think that one of the reservations a, a corporate company would have is like, well, you don't have any internal corporate recruiting right because it's a different it's almost a different game so like how did you sell yourself to to be like yeah you know what i've managed and directed these teams and this is how i can impact your corporate team even though i don't have like the corporate experience i'd i'd love to know more about like that process
1: now it's really interesting that i didn't when so when i started thinking well when i was thinking about like oh i'm gonna like start looking for something else i thought i'd be like yeah snapped up super quick Maybe in my own like ignorance, but then I realised I, oh, like because I have I'm actually at a disadvantage because I haven't got that you know one company corporate experience. When I so I started like networking, right? I like I started I was looking at so all of the recruiters, a lot of the recruiters that had left my teams in the past to go and do corporate jobs. I never saw it. I didn't see it as like, oh, they're a failed recruiter. I'm just like there's just like different challenges it's a different job right completely like, different. And, and it's like i think there needs to be a mutual respect for yeah you know, there's different challenges for internal different challenges for agency and i think i think they both have their merits and so i started network, speaking to all of those and going yeah you know, you're you're in there like what do your leaders do what do what do they do that i don't do you know what's what's the differences between internal and the agency side what like finding out like the best leaders you've worked with what yeah you know, what are their competencies like what does you yeah what does your leader day to day look like as give, give me as much as and I, so I kind of like try to understand um, a day in their shoes or a day in the leader's shoes so then when I did get and then I started networking and I got these interviews through referrals um, and then I started well, I think once I started speaking to them I could relate to. They-
0: this is what happened. They heard the English accent and they were like, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. He's trustworthy. Yeah. Automatic <laughs> he, trustworthiness. Yeah. He's he's
1: definitely awesome. Like, you know, straight to DVD rom-com or something. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. So, um, yeah like, so anyway, so, so I started like, getting these interviews and I started just talking to them and be like, well, what are your what are your biggest pain points with like hi, like hiring? Yeah. What, is, what are your goals? What are like, because the rest of it, like, or oh, have you worked with... Uh, compensation. Have you worked with this? I'm like, well, I'm I'm not going to take the conversation down those paths because I the answer is no. And I'm not looking to hide anything. I'm just looking to understand what the need is from the business. The rest of it, you can figure it out, but understanding like what is what's holding the company back from a talent perspective. And I, I see it's my job to I'll be like, I will come up with some answers and some some creative solutions to solve those problems. Um, and once I kind of had that knowledge um, and experience, then it was just like, the the more people I spoke to, the more I kind of understood it. And then I do, I'm really grateful to have been given the opportunity to lead the talent acquisition team at uh, Epicor. And it's like the first year we hired more people than we'd ever hired before. And as like, we like, so for last year, we hired 1,700 people and and how big how big is your team too just to give some context with that like so 30 uh, 38 people um yeah um and i ran the 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 ta team like is run a bit like an agency right consulting with hiring managers understanding the need like and on my first day of the job my boss sat me down and was like basically here's the challenges here's what you've got going on and i was like and you say you know because obviously you know recruiting's like your job and i was like i'm gonna stop you there like recruiting is everyone's job and i was like i i was like if because if the hiring managers see it as me then we're not going to get the best people because the candidates aren't going to be interested you, hiring managers need to be equally as like motivated to hire these people and engaged in the process in order to hire um and so that kind of changed the mentality of the company it was a bit like yeah recruiting's everyone's job and we got talent champions and people who will yeah recruit um hiring managers who will go above and beyond to like fight because by them hiring the best talent hey that helps them with their careers helps them hit their goals help them like get their bonuses all of that all of that stuff right so it's not a you and me problem it's a we problem right i'm the maybe the, the gateway I'm the, like the access to the market, but you know, the more we
0: partner, the better it, it's going to be. And It's, it's interesting too, because it's like, I think with hiring managers, like when I look at like a hiring manager job description, it doesn't always say on those job descriptions, like, Hey, part of your job is actually the recruiting and the hiring. And it's like the talent team is like you said, it's facilitating and like helping move things along and obviously bringing structure around. And, and there's, there's, a, there's, the core function is obviously filling those open jobs, insisting in it. But it's when you actually look at the business, it's a hiring manager's responsibility to build their team and hire right and retain. Uh, but I think a lot of times it is this weird balance where it's like, well, it's on the recruiting team. Like it's your fault we're not producing candidates. It's like, well, it might be, might, maybe, yeah, maybe there's other things I could be doing. But at the end of the day, it's your team that's being impacted. Right. Um, and, and I wonder sometimes how how often that conversation's had of like look like if you actually are serious about hiring then it's it's leadership needs to be sold in and bought into it and it just trickles its way down but i think it's this weird disconnect where it's like yeah we've kind of taken like this agency relationship try to move it in-house but there isn't necessarily that respect or that value always given and so i think it is you know it's like i wonder how many leaders go into that that conversation and don't approach it the same way you did to say oh hold on a second like you need to be involved in this again um or yeah. you need to be involved in this more you know
1: well it's, it's so true because like one of the first one of the first questions you speak when you're speaking to a hiring manager is why would yeah you because know, it's like you know everyone wants i want you know a candidates i want the you know the best there is i want you know the rock stars whatever it is right and i would be like why would they join your team and then i'd get them to sell to me and then you can. You know what? Like the hiring, we have like a hiring manager maturity scale, right? Mm. And it doesn't mean we grade the hiring managers, but I'm just like, like if they can't sell why the the candidate should join their team, or the uh, the challenges they'll be working on, or why it's going, or the benefits to the candidate, um, then there's no point in putting candidates in front of them for interviews because you know you're just going to be going round and round with interviews. Um, and then someone will eventually accept the job but you know that's it's going to be extra work for the ta team so it's more like being efficient and having that partnership yeah
0: i love i love that and that's obviously in that market too yeah i think things have a transition but but i guess obviously you've been in tech recruiting for a long time as well so what are some of the what are some of like the shifts that you've seen just with like what candidates are looking for as well. And like, I guess like, I mean, maybe you started around like the kind of the COVID era, but like, do you just see a big transition even in with what, well, like how candidates approach interviews and like how how have you changed your approach with like how you work with hiring managers? Does that does that make sense? Like, yeah, how, it make,
1: yeah it what's, makes what's sense. the shift
0: we have seen? I think it, it like, just
1: over time, it kind of evolves and ch- like everything evolves and changes. And I think that candidates now um, have depends on the market right or industry or you know whatever it is but over the last few years i've had a lot more opportunity and i talk, i talked to someone about this before like when i was looking for a job my first like my first job um i would yeah you know, this is i've gone a map this is where i live i draw a circle around and say this is where i can commute to and those were the companies i could work for now you know in the last few years that that's kind of been blown apart, right? Because of remote work and yeah, people can work from wherever. So it's two-edged sword, right? You can work for any company in the world, like you know that offers that remote. However, you're also competing about uh, against everyone else in the world for that job. So you know, it's kind of just broadened the net. Um, I think when candidates are looking for opportunities now, they're a, bit, a lot more people are a lot more savvy about the branding, the company culture. Like, you know, you'd look at Glassdoor, right, and you uh, and look at the reviews. And it's not like, it's a bit like Yelp for, you know, for the um, restaurants. Like, you you wouldn't go like, yeah, just because one person had a really terrible burger doesn't mean you wouldn't go to that restaurant. Just like one bad review of a company doesn't mean it's a terrible company. However, you kind of see the themes and you do a bit more research before applying um, I think people are now more attracted to growth and development opportunities. Mm-hmm. We've seen that, um, you know, not just like I can come in and do this job for you as a company, but what am I getting in return? Like, yeah, obviously the pay and the benefits and all of that, but like, how am I going to get better? I don't want to just do this for the same company I've just been doing it for, because that's basically what
0: hiring managers want, isn't it? They don't go, I want someone who can just pick, like, hit the ground running. Um, it's, a, it's always the perfect candidate right it's like always <laughs> that question and in the intake like who are your competitors and who's already doing this job yeah would you be interested if i could present them and they're like absolutely bring me somebody from my competitor that's already doing the job and it's like that is the ideal candidate whether or not people admit to that yeah. career coaches selling on like you know transferable skills it's like in reality people don't want to invest in training someone up it's exactly like you said hit the ground running that's what they're looking for
1: yeah, um, and it's always, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd leave it at that, but it's, I'll get myself into trouble. Um, so I think um, work-life balance as well, I think, with, uh, you know, the, the pandemic and things like that. I think that uh, just had a sense of, like, a bit of a slap in the face for, for everyone to be like, you know, w- wake up, and I think, you know, people would have, you know, Lost loved ones or not been able to see like their friends or their family. And I think it like kind of had this sense of like bring back to reality of like what's important in life. And I think people have that, you know, work life balance, like as a, you know, when they're like asking questions to potential companies to understand what that looks like. Um, and then I think the, uh, the, they'll also be asking the questions of the leaders they're going to be working for, right? You. and
0: and chris just asked here too what are some of those questions you would even recommend i mean what like because i do think this is, this is a good question that maybe job seekers aren't as in line with but i also think it's helpful for recruiters but like what are some of those questions that you would ask around like flexibility or work-life balance right because you're not just going to be like hey do you have a good culture no one's going to say no but like what would be some of those questions that you would encourage people to ask recruiters and then on the flip side like how would you train your recruiters to give more of a transparent picture and not just constantly be selling organization, like have more transparency within that process?
1: I think it's just understanding. Yeah. So that, that's a good, it's a good question. There's there's so many questions you could ask. Um, I th- I'm just tr- trying to think where, where to start really, because there's it's what's important to you, right? Um, so if you're recommending a candidate, ask a recruiter when trying to see it good company's a good fit to, for them. It's like, well, what is a good fit for you? What are the most what's what's negotiable, what's non-negotiable? And I think being really clear on what that is, like, um, and I'll give you it's a good example of like, you know, a company that offer hybrid, right? Uh hybrid working environment, you know, what does that mean to the company? Right? Because you know, we they may you may want to work in the office Mondays and Fridays, however their perception of hybrid is you're in Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and I think it's just having the like being really clear on what you want. Um, And when it comes to culture, I'd I would ask more like questions of the hiring manager, like how they lead their teams, what were what are the you know what was the big last biggest challenge that the team faced or what uh, and how they overcame it. Um, I'd ask. how has the company navigated the last 6-12 six months, six, 12 months with, with layoffs? Like, what layoffs have you had to make? How, how has that made you feel? Um, how has the company communicated that? Like, I, th- those are real, a real sort of test of question. Uh, tester questions just off the top of my head because I think if you say like oh talk to me about the company culture everyone's gonna be like you know drinking the kool-aid and be like this is amazing
0: sunshine work hard play hard oh Uh, yeah treat them like family you know I mean if you want somewhere where you can really grow this is the place and you're like that doesn't tell me anything Um, yeah
1: so I'd love I'd love and uh, so that's from Christopher I'd like I think I I uh, posted an uh, article on LinkedIn maybe a month ago and it was like list of like lots of questions there was questions to ask your heart like the hiring manager your your potential manager questions to ask the recruiter um yeah questions if you're interested in career development some like and i gave like five questions for each and there's some on there if you want specific questions but i would just take it back and go like what are the non-negotiable and what are the negotiable ones and then co- think about some good questions around that
0: Love that. Failing that,
1: use chat GPT and just you know it, it'll come up with the questions for you
0: well, I was, I was going to ask you too, like, because thinking about like a- AI on both sides, right? Like one of the things that I've seen recently, I'm obviously really involved on creating content on TikTok as well. And so I see a lot of other creative content. I saw a video just today where it was like, there's a tool which can help you cheat through an interview. And it transcribes what the interview is asking you. And then it takes whatever question they ask you and it generates a response using like your, your resume. But I just think like, Whoa. How? Which, which is just so bizarre to me because I'm like it do, takes defeats the purpose of an interview. Like the interview isn't just a thing you're trying to get through. It's like it should actually be like an introspective look at like, is this somewhere that I want to spend eight to ten hours or whatever the workday looks like? Right. Is it actually something I want to do long term? It's, it's not just a video yeah. game. Um yeah. But are you seeing any of that impact? Like I guess like, how are you working with the recruiters to even just like navigate? like how people are using AI or have you seen any impact in that with like applications or maybe things not lining up? Like what, what, what are you, what are you seeing out there? That's
1: it. Yeah. And that's really, that's fascinating because yeah, it's not like that it will, whatever happens within technology, there will always be people who try to use that technology for bad. Right. Or like, yeah, you know, whatever it may be like, you know, there's like ethical hacker or hackers and ethical hackers. Yeah. You know, there's be. I think, and it's the same with AI. People will just try and, use it to manipulate situations. That's really interesting about the uh, interview one, because I, I, for me, I'm just like, well, okay, you get through the interview, you give the perfect answer, you show up day one, and they go, you know that thing that you talked about in the interview? We want you to do that. And then you're like, how do I do that? Like, and like that that would fill me with like, you know, anxiety,
0: or you can, kind of, you get found out pretty quick. but. Um, but well, anyway. You said that other one too. I did on Twitter, where it was like the guys like you just need a lie on your resume.
1: Well, yeah, saying, that's <laughs> like, what? yeah. I mean, that's just bizarre. Like that, yeah. You know, the or is it career coaches or like offering some real bad advice for people? I think um, you know, If if you're looking for advice on how to get, think I'd, uh, I'd speak to good recruiters, and they will be able to tell you what recruiters look for um, within talent acquisition. Uh, I think. We're not necessarily looking at people who are trying to cheat the system you know we have our um yeah something like that i think is probably you know that's that's a that's a really crazy example and it's one i haven't heard of so i'd love to i'm going to think about that like get, like, like later tonight but we think about how ai will impact our work and <clears throat> like ai has been around for so long and even when i start i started recruiting in 2007 and even then someone was like I wouldn't do this forever because you know computers are going to eventually take our jobs. Here I am, so many years later, and you know it's like, well, no, they're really coming this time. Um, but actually, well, were, you,
0: were you in like the LinkedIn era then, when like LinkedIn was like really ramping up? I feel like that was like what 2009, like 9, 10, 11. That was when like recruiters were like, yeah, it was like a secret hack, you know, like hey, LinkedIn, you know, all old, yeah. old school recruiters were, like, no, I got the phone book, I don't need that, I don't, right. don't need. You
1: know? I I started with the uh, the phone book the hundred dials and three hours on the phone every day like every day, I mean that's uh that's that's a, yeah but it yeah it, and you know the 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 skills you needed then were very different to the skills you need now like the skills you needed then were more sales craft the skills you need now is like a whole variety of things yeah. like mark like marketing personal branding I think you do a great job on like on that by the way. Um, and just being genuine, authentic, and being able to, um, you know, offer solutions to to companies. Um, like, it, offer solutions to companies and people will work with uh, recruiters, like I talk um ex- uh, agency recruiters, two reasons. They like you and you get results. And if you don't have one of those things, then, then you pretty much like, you, you're gone, right? If you don't, if they like you and you don't get results, then you're basically just a friend, and if you get results and they don't like you, there's probably someone else out there that can do the same thing you're doing. Um, yeah. Um, but
0: coming back to your AI one, I love Simon here. You can get past that by going back face to face, no Zoom. Hey, I'm I'm all about that. Let's uh, let's let's get rid of all the online stuff and go back face to face. Although I don't I don't think I think honestly with with how AI is going to be, it's going to get super noisy, and obviously I want to hear your thoughts on this but i could see that being like backlash with how noisy things get like i i'm working with a lot of companies right now that have like ai for sourcing for messaging like personalized outreach even uh that seems personalized and i think it was hung lee he was he on his podcast he was like it's gonna get like super noisy with like good spam yeah but then it's like then what like so it's like there could be a mutiny or a backlash where like candidates are literally like I'm not signing into LinkedIn anymore because I get too many messages. I'm done responding that way. And then it's like, well, then what? Like, yeah. Maybe it yeah. is face to face. No, well, that's, I, so my LinkedIn messages,
1: like, it's literally the same template from all job seekers. Like, like, hey, hope you're having a good day. I'm looking for this. Like, it's the same one over and over again. And I think it's, um, I it, think it, it, it's just going to get too noisy. And I, but I think about, um, OK, remove yourself from talent acquisition and think about you've got uh, you, know, you buy buy a product um, I don't know, whatever TV and you you like your TV breaks you you know, you want okay I need to return it do you want to go on to like a chat bot and AI and then go through all this most of the time no not really you just want to speak to someone who can you know empathize with you can understand you can kind of walk you through the steps and I don't know I that's maybe just me but I just like that personal like I feel like someone is knowledgeable and passing that knowledge on to me and makes me feel a sense of like um I've got that customer service it's not just a like robotic like here's how you process your return like I mean so I think AI will do a lot of good but that I think the real key or unlock to using AI properly will be upskilling people in the storytelling, not regurgitating like what it says, but it's about articulating like, okay, here's here's the narrative, here's the message. Now I need to like relate that to this specific like example or a specific company or specific candidate, their need and a human doing that. Um, I think that's going to be the
0: differentiator yeah well and, and we were talking about before too where it's like i see like one of the biggest issues within hiring and recruitment it actually goes back to what you talked about before where it's like hiring managers be kind of like seeing it as a priority like hey we need to make this position a priority even though i've got a list of 10 other things i need to get done hiring the right person is actually you know this is actually the priority of all of them because it's gonna it's gonna release the pressure of me doing even all of these tests. Like I need this position to be hired. And it's like leadership as well, putting it uh, up to the forefront. Those aren't really tech issues. Those are like priority issues. And it's a company, it's a company process and and a way they actually view talent acquisition. Yeah. I see a lot of the AI right now. It's really focused heavily on the sourcing and the messaging, but I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how hard getting the right data is necessarily. And I don't know whether it's really a data issue or more of just like, you know, a people issue i don't know what are, you, what are your thoughts on that I,
1: th- I think um that different so I, okay so i went to a uh, conference in california about three weeks ago four weeks ago and one of the topics was like it, in fact in every conversation over the three days ai was mentioned AI, yeah and yeah. you've got 90 percent of the people Aren't using it or like in this process is slightly terrified of it, but not like it's going to take our job. It's more just like I don't know where to start. And then you've got a small minority who are, um, you know, are oh, we using it, but we're just figuring it out, like, you know, that, that kind of. And then you had like, there was like in a, in a room full of like there's 30 people, there was one person and and she, she said, like, this is how we're using it. We have got like in, in, in talent acquisition. They've got prompt engineers, like it's a new kind of like software engineer, but it's you. Know, you basically you get out what you put in, right? So like their job is to write the the right prompts for the right scenarios, and they're and they're using it to look at performance review, like everything from interesting, how, like the sourcing, the messaging, like and, and even like writing the scripts. It's like hiring manager is looking for this. Create me a boolean for like that to find the perfect candidate in this location create a message for those people um, that will appeal to like you know talking about and highlight the top five you know things that candidates are interested in and why this is important uh, so why we do this well at this company oh i, won't, I won't mentioned because it was like a bit secret um and <laughs> and then it was like and then send that message and then collect the and then the, and then this is all on chat gbt right and then they're like once you collect these messages, stack rank them using AI, using these skills. These skills book in the top twenty percent using this Calendly link over the and for calls over the next. Oh my
0: week. god!
1: And basically, they just said they're like done. Like you know, they've, they've they've created this whole search and it just basically it's book like they'll leave it, do this prompt, go and have a drink, come back, and then all these candidates are basically the top x percent are starting to book themselves in for in the calendar for interviews to then have a conversation with a person um and so that's that's kind of the difference right it's not replacing the people it's just like hey how long i don't how long would that take for something like someone yeah, to write- it's, it's it's like
0: recruiting in your your sleep right but we've had we've had like we kind of had like i think about the, the chat bots and like the there's there's companies that i think have have been doing this stuff for a long time but it's I think mass adoption t- always takes a long time because of what you said before, where it's like 99% of people, there's like a fear or it's like, it's just too much information. And it's like, you see it on LinkedIn where it's like at post after post, carousel after carousel. And it's like, guys, like the first step is just to try it out and figure out and like think of what are the problems that this could potentially could solve and yeah. play around with it. But it's like that, that could take a long time as well, I think for people to get so- over that link.
1: I think, yeah, What's it, it's like this, but is it the same people on these social medias who were like, you know, 18 months ago, experts in NFTs and then NFTs, right? And then, you know, they're like, this is how you can make tons of money using this. Um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for the AI piece. The other stuff I was like, you know, I'm you know, take it or leave it. But AI, I think is here to stay because it's a, it can make your life easier. And that doesn't mean we're just going to be kicking back on a beach and just relaxing um, because we don't have anything else to do. I think it's going to actually just make, like, make us way more efficient at our jobs, and we- and it's going to also make uh, ev- everyone who has access to ChatGPT or the um, other AI tools just a lot more knowledgeable about anything. You know, like you, um, you can get a book and say like, you know this here's the book title can you uh, explain this in three paragraphs the key or the key takeaways in three paragraphs and you can just go right okay got got that and you don't need to read a book anymore
0: um i'm not saying do that but you know you know what i mean it's like you... yeah you're just coaching people on how to cheat interviews and cheat tests i mean
1: right. Right. <laughs> yeah. i right
0: th- i think that the, those pieces uh, are like what you have to remember and i think the other opportunity is like like you said there's one person in that room of 30 that was doing something so it's like to me, if you're in that position where you're like, maybe in a, in a career where you're not happy in, or whatever, whatever's going on, it's an opportunity to learn something new. And like, you know, bring value. We talk about bringing value to your team. Like if you're in TA right now, and there's not as much work, recruiting work, why not be the one like pioneering the these processes and figuring out how AI can Im- impact the business to add some more value to, to the overall company?
1: Right, I think, and it's, it's also there's going to bring up a lot. It should bring up a lot of questions, Joel. Because it's like, okay, so AI can be used for the assessment piece, right? But we think it, like a clear line needs to be drawn around like where like humans should make hiring decisions, because at, at, at some point you just go like, oh, this the recruiters sent me all these resumes. Who should I choose? And like, there's all there could be all sorts of bias and all sorts of things wrong with that, but like there aren't really any rules at the moment that's i mean that, you know it's just a sense of like morality um and so i think or, yeah or the, or the people's moral, like moral guidelines but i'm sure there's probably hiring managers who do that i've got these two candidates like which one should i choose oh thanks chat gbt this person's going to get the job like I, <laughs> <laughs> like I, but it's, who's to say that's right or wrong I'm, i yeah, but it's like these kind of, I think that's just one example. I'm sure there's tons people can think of where this can go quite, it
0: could go south very quickly if it's not like done properly. Or then you have, you know, you got ChatGPT, create me a resume for this position based on my resume. So it creates a resume and then suddenly your stat rank higher, but it's ChatGPT that wrote it and then ChatGPT is analyzing it and, you know, it's like. There's, there's, we gotta work it out, but I, I love it. Well, look, I know we're at the end of the time here as well, All right. Uh, and I feel like we could chat for, uh, for forever on this stuff. So maybe we'll have to have you back on, on uh, as a guest in a couple months. But where uh, you mentioned you're writing articles, you're doing stuff on LinkedIn. Is any other platforms that you, you that you're uh, on as well? Twitter, uh,
1: like, Lin- 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 LinkedIn is the one where if I like talk about like recruiting and talent acquisition. If you're interested in like soccer and an Arsenal fan like over here, uh, then then you can find me on Twitter. But if, if you're if you're there for recruitment, you're probably in the wrong
0: place. Um, so yeah, you can follow me on uh, or, or connect to me on uh, LinkedIn. It's probably the best place. Guys, I definitely would follow James. I know we had a question from Jamie here. Just she said, starting off in the TA world is is internal recruitment a great career choice to earn a good salary? Um, I would look. I'm I'm going to have you answer that question before we go, but. What I would say, Jamie, is definitely go follow uh, James too on LinkedIn because he's putting a lot of good content out and is definitely like a leader that you want to listen to. Um, and James, what's what's your take on on this question before we go?
1: Okay, so this is like, so is internal recruitment a good career choice to earn a good salary? Um, depends what you're doing, right? Because I think in the last okay, so in the last. you you know 18 months you went I would have gone if it's 18 months ago gone recruitment is like you know you're living the dream we've got yeah everyone's got you know these crazy offers but you could if you kept uh or look on LinkedIn been like doom scrolling over the last six months I mean it's pretty brutal right where uh TA has gone from the boom to gloom market so I'd be I would you know if you're just about climbing the career ladder I would talk about so I'd think about like two axis on a on a graph: Some, what you're good at and what you enjoy, right? And if you can find something you're good at and you enjoy, you are in the sweet spot, right? And and but if it's just like, hey, I'm just here to earn money, then I'd look at like careers that are doing that and what you're what you're prepared to sacrifice to get the money. And it's like you know, it's, it's it really depends on like what's the most important thing to you. I would say that recruitment has been really good to me right and I but agency side and internal I've, I've enjoyed the whole ride and I think it's a fantastic world to be in um and you can you can choose e- e- either but if it's around like money a- and, and you're a good recruiter then a- I think agency is probably a solid solid spot
0: yeah it's like agency I think for the first few years is obviously a quicker run to the money but then like over time being internal can provide some amazing career opportunities. So I would say, do, do do your research, pick the industry right. Cause it's gonna be dependent on the industry. I think like the tech industry typically pays like internal recruiters higher than say healthcare or manufacturing, but you gotta do that research. And then like you said, it's like, there, I think there's different motives for going internal as well. Like you had mentioned it, like you got to a point, recruiters, recruiting street, you got, you've, you've reached this point in agency and you're like i want to make a difference or i want to do something different i want to impact the company a different way yeah and so that's the motivator then it wasn't like oh great you know i want to just it's just pure financial decision this is it's something else and you get to that point so i think you have to you just have to do your research
1: exactly because yeah you also jamie mentions about owning uh, his own business as well so it depends what that wants to do like what you want to do right because if you want to own your own agency or like yeah so i i, I guess start with the end in mind and work your way back and go what is the best way for me to get there and what's going to help your in your business long, longer term um and then just kind of breaking it down that way
0: i love it well guys i i appreciate all of these uh comments so jamie kevin uh simon good to see you Corey, christopher everyone who's commented we really appreciate that and then guys i highly recommend going to follow james on linkedin send him a connection request Always say like if he doesn't accept right away, just be patient and, you know, just say, hey, so you on the podcast want to connect. Uh, But James, I appreciate your time. And it's just an honor to have you on the show. I love like just everything that you've accomplished and uh, love your content too, just how real it is and how authentic um, and how uh, how much value you bring to the community. So we'll we'll have to do this again.
1: Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, everyone.
0: Catch up soon. All right, guys. See you later. I'm going to end this broadcast.